It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the type or parent who just wants answers now. I'm Dr. Justin Coulson, and I'm joined by Luke and Susie, a husband and wife radio duo with three young boys. And today, we're talking about dealing with the uncertainty of COVID-19. This one's not so much about the kids. It's more about us and how we're going. I mean, the reality is the rules keep changing, and fair enough. But we're completely all at sea, and we just want to know when things are going to end. Dr. Justin, right now we are facing a point where it's not so much about the things that have happened in the past, but we want to get some control back and a sense of uh, normalcy and a, a sense of we actually have a say in our life. And yet we can't realistically or reliably make plans for what the next three months are going to look like or the family holiday or the work projects or what school our kids are, are going to go to. Like everything feels like it's up in the air and that stresses me as a control freak out, Justin. Yeah, type A people, people who have what we call a high need for cognitive closure, and that's me too, Luke. Uh, it's yeah. really really stressful because you want to make plans. You want to have all of your ducks lined up. You want to know exactly what's going to happen on this day at this time and uh, get the itinerary sorted, even if the itinerary is just getting the children to school. But, but you want to make sure that you know what's happening and when because... I know, we feel like we're in control. We feel, And by the way, that's an illusion, but we still feel like we're in control yeah. and, and we can make stuff happen. And it's not happening right now, is it? I mean, everything that we thought was going to happen in 2020 has been turned on its head. It's not even that the plans that we had have gone to poop a little bit. It's the fact that, you know, mentally I get so much relief from knowing when my next holiday is coming and having it planned and being able to invest myself into the dream of the holiday that's to come. But I can't even do that. You know, in in French, the word grieve is translated to, I guess, what we would say in English, uh, carrying a heavy load. And when we look at what we've lost so far in 2020 with fires and with floods and storms and now with covid uh, I think that a lot of people really are grieving, which only makes it harder to move on. We're grieving what's lost. We're trying to make plans for the future. And every time we turn around, the government is changing its position on regulations. And understandably so. That's not a yeah. that's not an attack on okay. the government. I mean, new information comes to light and we need to adjust accordingly. It's really, really hard for us, therefore. When we, there is no such thing as cognitive closure right now. There is no such thing as planning right now. It's hard to have that sense of peace and assurance that we've got everything in order and we know where we're going. Because the truth is, in many ways, we kind of don't. I guess this is the first time we've been confronted with the reality that don't we like don't that have truth. control. <laughs> That's right. The advice that I've been giving to people who have been struggling with this goes back to, I, th- I think the easiest way to illustrate the psychological principle is to go back to a book that was written back in the 1980s by a guy who really revolutionized the business world in some ways. His name was Stephen Covey. You've probably heard of The Seven Habits yep. of Highly yeah. Effective People. And in that yeah. book, he draws this diagram. It's a circle inside a circle, a big circle and a little circle. He says that the big circle is what we call our circle of concern. Our circle of concern is all the stuff that you see on the news websites, but it's also the stuff about our future. You know, the, the things that are, are essentially beyond our capacity to do anything about uh, because we, we don't have absolute control over them. He says the more you spend time focused on your circle of concern, the more helpless you'll feel, the more out of control you'll feel, the more overwhelmed and anxious you'll feel. But when you concentrate on that inner circle, he calls that your circle of influence, what you do is you 
you bring back a sense of personal agency. Agency basically means you feel like you've got a sense of control, like you can be in charge of what's happening in your life. When we focus on our circle of influence, we say, well, I can't do anything about X, Y, and Z, but I don't need to. What I can do is something about here and now. I, I think the easiest way for me to describe it is we do the next best thing. So we look at the situation we're in and we say, well, I don't know what my next holiday will be because I don't know if we're going to have one until at least Christmas. And, you know, who, who knows what's going to happen in terms of the government regulations around travel, uh, particularly if it applies to crossing borders or even going overseas. But what I do know is that I can start to put some money away for when holidays are allowed. Or what I do know is I can make this plan with my family or I can do this with my family because at the very least, we know that we'll be allowed to camp in our backyard. We operate within our circle of concern and what happens there, sorry, within our circle of influence and what happens there is we do just the next best thing that we can do is we start to feel empowered. We start to feel like we are actually in control of something And what happens then is our circle of influence seems to grow. We seem to be able to control more and more because we're focusing on what we can control rather than what we can't. Well, it's good because external forces are indicating to us our circle of influence is shrinking or at least becoming Swiss circle uh, with holes in it. (laughs) Um, but, But the reality is we still apply the same logic, which is only focus on those things which you can control and if that's got smaller then so be it still focus on that smaller list of things one of my favorites so i mean this is really a, this is a conversation about resilience as much as anything and one of my favorite uh, stories of resilience comes from a, a a man that i had the opportunity to spend some time with in an interview and and get to know reasonably well his name was john mclean uh, john in 1988 was uh, an up-and-coming uh, rugby league star uh, out at Penrith uh, and he was also right into triathlon. He was trying to work out which way do I go? I'm going to be a sports star one way or the other. What should I be? And one day while he was training for a triathlon, the Nepean triathlon, he got hit by a truck on one of the busy highways in Western Sydney and how he survived is beyond anyone's understanding. But he did become a, a paraplegic. He lost all movement from his belly button down. At that point, he was concerned about a lot of things as he went through the next 12 months of rehab and all of those hospital visits and physio and so on and so forth. But what he recognized pretty soon is that I can worry about a whole lot of stuff that I can't do anything about or I can just focus on what I can do something about. As he focused on what he could do something about, he built up his upper body. He strengthened himself. Eventually, he represented Australia at the Paralympics in rowing. He went and became the first Australian paraplegic triathlete and also one of the first paraplegic triathletes to complete the Hawaii Ironman. He did it three times and he swam the English Channel. It took him 12 hours, 55 minutes, in case you're wondering. That's a long time to spend in the water, especially water that cold. What he did was he focused on what he could do. He focused on what the next best thing was in front of him and he did that. And in so doing, he expanded his capacity to do more and more and more until all of a sudden... He was focusing on completely different things and and achieving more than anybody would have ever thought was possible when he got hit by that truck that day. Wow. The reality is his his dream to become an athlete didn't change, just 
you looks, know, looks different. A, yeah, a lot yeah. of circumstances around what other people limit him, limited him with did. And that's a good reminder for us as we face whatever we're facing, mm. whatever we feel limited in, whatever dreams have been crushed and the uncertainty we have, a little pivot, a little realignment, a little bit of reframing, and suddenly you might realise that that dream hasn't been crushed at mm. all. Dr. Justin Coulson has been inspiring. Thank you so much for helping to answer our question. If you've enjoyed the podcast or found it helpful, would you do something for me? Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. It's the reviews, the things that you say about the podcast that help people to find it and have happier families. We had a review left by Love It, who simply said, actually it was Hello Sarah Jane, who said, clear, helpful and informative, followed by I don't know how to say that one. I'm so sorry. Who said, really worth listening to. So grateful for you leaving those reviews. I think that, uh, well, it's, it's how I know that it's making a difference and other people can know as well. If you'd like more info on how I can help, please visit happyfamilies.com.au or go to my Facebook page, Dr. Justin Coulson's Happy Families. Happy Families.